0: welcome to Veterinary Vertex, a podcast of the AVMA Journals. I'm Lisa Fortier, Editor-in-Chief of the AVMA Journals, and I'm joined by co-host and social media editor for our journals, Dr. Sarah Wright.
1: This year, we celebrated the inaugural Journal Awards for Student, Intern, and Resident Authors in JAVMA and AJVR. Today, we are joined by one of our AJVR Resident Award recipients, Dr. Nicole McConey, and one of our JAVMA Resident Award recipients, Dr. Christina de Armand. Nicole and Christina, we are so excited to speak with you today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Of course. So, you were the very first Resident Award winner class for JAVMA and AJVR. What was your reaction when you found out that you were nominated and then when you found out you had won? Nicole, we'll start with your experience.
2: Yeah, so I was very honored in both instances. I think that. Just in working with my mentors at UC Davis, it was very appreciated that they thought that my research was at the level that could be nominated for a program like this. And then just to hear that it was something that was so well received and was deemed to be a valuable piece of literature for the rest of the veterinary field was um, a really special experience when I found out about that.
3: Yeah, same for me. I I was just very surprised and honored, Um, you know, writing manuscripts um, can be daunting (laughs) and there are a lot of work. So it's, um, it's wonderful to be recognized for that. And um, I'm very appreciative of my faculty for, for nominating as well. They've, they've always been very supportive of research and, um, you know, propping up their
0: residents. So it's, it's great to have that support to both of you guys. It's really exciting and wonderful to hear that mentorship is alive and well uh, in teaching in our veterinary clinics. We were really excited at the AVMA and within the journals to implement this initiative to recognize uh, young, growing clinicians and researchers like yourself. I would like to know, like, how has this winning this award affected your outlook on your career path? Let's start with you, Christina.
3: Yeah, I think um, it's really helped to solidify my dedication to research in 3D printing specifically. Um, I've always thought it was a really cool, exciting new space in in veterinary surgery. Um, Recently, uh, with my current mentor, um, we've started a medical 3D printing company. Um, We planned on having research as part of that company, um, but certainly the award kind of helps solidify that. Um, and then eventually, I'd like to, you know, continue research uh, in this field and and have it support my effort
0: in becoming a founding fellow in limb deformity. Oh, that's really exciting! We look forward to reading your manuscripts from your three D printing company. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. How about you? How has this affected your outlook on your career trajectory? I
2: think that it's just solidified my enthusiasm for the field of veterinary medicine in general. I think a big draw for me specializing in zoological medicine is just the vast collaboration that we need in this field and other fields in uh, veterinary medicine, just to learn new information and share the knowledge that we have with each other so we can provide both great patient care and just our overall foundation of knowledge that we know about our animal patients. and for the work that we did with developing the carotene inflammatory model in cockatiels. That was kind of our phase one of trying to find a model that we can use to study um, pain-related behaviors in birds, so that we can try and actually create a pain scale for them to really assess their discomfort if they present to us in clinics for injuries or trauma, and, and try to best provide them with the pain management and comfort they need. So that's really solidified our efforts in getting that second half of our study out as the follow-up to the one that was published and um, got the award. And I think just it's always great to have work that, like Christina said, you put a lot of hours into to actually be recognized and and share value with others as well as the value that you hold for it yourself. So I was really happy about that.
1: That's great. It's always nice to look back, kind of see where you've come from, honestly, and see where you are. And then yeah. to also turn around and help other you know, student intern residents as well. So really fantastic, both of you. As someone too, who just graduated a couple of years ago, I can definitely relate to the many amazing career paths in our profession. So kind of speaking about turning around and giving back to the next generation, what advice would you share with veterinary residents that are hoping to publish manuscripts? I
2: think if you're passionate about something that you're studying, then Honestly, the best advice I'd have is just keep at it, keep persisting research, especially it's just a very involved field that has a lot of ups and downs, just as far as, you know, making a bunch of drafts and having a bunch of different people read it. But it's something that if you're passionate and sharing it with the world, the work will get done. I think my running average for getting something studied to publication is like two to three years. So You know, even if it takes a little while, I think other people get a lot of value out of the work that we all do. And so it's great to be able to see something come to fruition after you put time into it. And even if there's some bumps in the road or it takes a little longer than you expected, it's still always worth the effort to keep at it until you get the result that you like.
1: Yeah, that's great to hear. And we're always happy to help, too, on the publication side of things. JAMA's current time to publication, I think it's about 63 days and both journals are under a hundred days. So always happy to help out our young authors get their work published in a timely fashion. Christina, what about you?
3: Yeah, I would um, definitely echo that that passion that's uh, mentioned by Nicole there, but um, I think I have some really just basic practical advice and it's... um, Taking really good notes and keeping organized with your records, I think was very helpful, instrumental even for me. Like research and writing is a long process and residency is a busy time for everyone. So being able to look back and reference decisions in prior meetings with your mentor can really help you stay on track. Um, the other thing that I found uh, in imperative is um, being prepared for things to change. So, regardless of the experience level of the researchers going into a project, I think studies have a way of morphing
0: over time. So, um, so be flexible. Yeah, very sage advice from both of you. They they definitely morph, and usually for the better. And in my experience of having trained residents and interns and students, they morph for the better because of your guys's input. You know, like mm-hmm. I keep I literally keep a running file. It used to be paper, now it's electronic. Of like questions that I would get asked on rounds. Why is that? Why do we do that? How do we know that? Is that is there evidence for that? And then you're like, hmm, nope, that's eminence-based. That's not evidence-based. So let's think about that. How can we really show that? Uh so so really, really good advice. Uh it's almost like soaping, right? That's what you're kind of describing, Christina. Like And if you you're gone then for a few weeks back to the clinic, or, you know, even if writing is your life, you put something down for a little while waiting for a statistical analysis or something like that. And then you come back and you're like, dang it, I forgot what my plan was. So it really that almost more conversational notes of like, this is what, this is where you ended your thought process. And this is where you were going to (laughs) go can really help you pick up the pieces again. For Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Really good advice. Uh, one of the really fun things you've been doing on veterinary vertex is asking a little bit more of a personal question. I think we're gonna turn this into a a fun factoid too, <laughs> because we're getting some really, really great uh, answers. So the question is just a little bit more personal. Uh, we'll start with you, Nicole. What is the one thing that Nicole McConey is never without?
2: Hmm, I would say in a clinical setting, it's probably my little pocket notebook that I carry around with me everywhere. I think. Being in a residency, especially, I just learned so much new information every day, whether it's a new therapeutic or just seeing a species that I've never worked with. And I really like to take notes, kind of like what Christine was mentioning, just to say, you know, what worked well for this patient, even just from a handling perspective, what were some treatments that had really positive outcomes, and just kind of keep a running tab for myself as to all the different things I learn about in this residency program. I think. Especially, it's fun to see one little pocket notebook fill up and have to transition to another one just as you grow throughout the month. So that's been really exciting for me. I think on a more personal at-home level, I'm very close to my orange tabby cat. So he's always like sitting on my lap or he sleeps on my head at night. So he's a nice little comfort factor to come home to at the end of a busy day and just have something to
0: unwind. So... Lovely. How many notebooks do you have? Uh this is number three
2: for this residency so far.
0: <laughs> three, three in a year. Yep. Basically. Very good. How about you, Christina? What is the one thing you're never without?
3: Um, well, I'll take um the structure the way that, that Nicole did. So um work wise, um I have my notebook is is an app on my phone. Um I transition out after internship and into residency, I thought, oh man, I'm going to have a lot of notes and I need to be able to search them quickly. And so um, I did start organizing my my notes. I think uh, I was really nervous at the beginning of residency for emergency cover, you know, that 2am phone call, am I going to remember all the right questions to ask and, and all of that. So I started making a little list of common emergencies and common questions and Work up and things like that. And just even like surgical pearls. And I found um, that was definitely a comfort for me. And I passed that along to students. I said it was essential. Um, on a personal note, I've lived in a lot of sunny places. And so I'm never without sunscreen. Um, I keep it in my home, my car, my purse, everywhere. It's, it's all over the place.
0: <laughs> That's great.
3: What app do you use? Uh, Well, I have an iPhone, so I just use the notes app. And so it does allow you to, you know, organize by folder. And then there, there is a search tool. And so, you know, can um, on, on clinics, everyone thinks that you have all this time, you know, between getting the patient, making a decision. It's, it's not that extensive. And so, um, you know, I have quick notes for, um, you know, different disease processes and things like that. Very good.
1: Yeah, very nice responses. And Christina, I can definitely relate to the sunscreen thing. I have very (laughs) fair skin, so it takes about five minutes for me to get sunburned. So yes, very practical. (laughs) Congratulations again to both of you and to all of our resident award winners. You can read Nicole and Christina's winning manuscripts in JAVMA and AJVR on our new journal's website. I'm Dr. Sarah Wright, joined by Dr. Lisa Fortier. We want to thank each of you for joining us on this episode of the Veterinary Vertex podcast. We love sharing cutting-edge veterinary research with you, and we want to hear from you. Be sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you listen to.
0: Until next time, take care, and we'll see you soon.